You are now listening to the I Should Have Captained podcast. It is game week one, and I should have captained Bruno Fernandez. Let's go. Again with another one. I am excited to be looking forward to game week two. Game week one was a crazy, crazy game week. It's one of the highest scoring opening game weeks of the Premier League ever. I believe it's second ever in the history of the Premier League. I can't remember the first one, but I, I remember it was a huge, huge record because there were goals everywhere. All right, so we'll start with the banter league, <laughs> or the banter team, I should say. I remember mentioning this specifically last game week, game week one. Arsenal, it is not a good idea to open up a Premier League with Arsenal, but if you think about it, they will give you banter. Banter starts with A for Arsenal, and they did the need for. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, Brentford two, Arsenal nil. No. I want to say this again. Brentford, for the first time ever in the Premier League, playing in a new stadium, Coming out from the championship, they haven't been in the top division of English football for over 70 years. Came into the Premier League for the first time ever since its creation. And if I dare say so, dismantled Arsenal. There was no point in that game where Arsenal looked like they were ever, ever, ever going to be up for it. Anyways, not my business. It was just fun. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to them doing it again in game week two, but we'll get into that separately. All right. Goals from Norgard and Canyos um, with an assist from Pinnock. Now that puts Norgard, if you think about his price, 5.0. So he had no bonus points, uh, but he had a clean sheet and a goal. So at 5.0, Christian Norgard. I believe he plays in the center of midfield. And even in the goal he scored, it was a header with like a goal mouth scramble and so that was one of them canyos on the other hand sergi canyos had a goal a clean sheet and three bonus points 5.5 m you can find him is 2.1 percent owned in the league uh, i'm still thinking uh, ivan tony is the guy he held up the line really really well priced at 6.5 also on penalties i believe i um ivan tony is still the guy but sergi canyos is another option at 5.5. Wonderful, wonderful option. On the Arsenal side, nobody just looks up for it. Other than Karen Tierney, I just do want to quickly mention that he had a bunch of crosses into the box, but at 5.0, I still wouldn't buy. He plays Chelsea and Manchester City next. Can't really see anybody buying anything Arsenal related anytime soon. Quick thing to mention on the Brentford side, their next fixture, Crystal Palace and Aston Villa. So that brings us obviously to the international break. So certainly you might want to consider them. They have two favorable fixtures, uh, Crystal Palace and Aston Villa. On to the next game of the game week, which is essentially the game of the week. Manchester United 5, Leeds 1. I think I should have remembered the Manchester United drubbing of Leeds last time out 6-2 and thought about that as a cautionary tale. I think Manchester United for the style Leeds play will always dismantle Leeds in the same fashion just based on how Leeds play and how Manchester United play. Uh, of course, it was Bruno with a hat-trick, points FC. We said this as many times as possible. I personally do not rate Manchester United players, but there's something about points FC that you have to do the need for. You just draft in points FC, you take your points and you move on with your life. It is not personal, all about points. 
Point FC, Bruno Fernandez, take him and move on. Currently priced at 12.1. So his price has gone up. Something for you to keep in mind. 12.1 M. He's owned by 57.7% of the league. He has just been on fire since joining the team. And now with the fans in the stadium, it might be very difficult to go a season without this guy. And so I am one of those uh, under 40% or just above 40% who do not have Bruno. Um, it is going to be a tough season for us <laughs> if you want to go without Bruno. But 12.1, excellent value. I personally recommend you get him, points FC. But I'm going against because you have to pick and choose of all the stars available. Um, we'll get to it in a quick second. Of course, you've got Lukaku, Kane to come back. You've got Salah. Um, you've got, obviously, um, the KDBs of the world, the Sterlings of the world. Um, obviously, Bruno as well. You have to pick and choose. And, of course, Heung-Min Son. So, you can't have them all. You have to pick your poison. All of them, it looks like, they will score this season. For whatever reason, everybody just looks in the mood to score based on what we saw in game one. So, really, it comes to identifying how you will counterbalance not having Bruno. Just want to quickly mention that. It is not about not having Bruno. It's about figuring out how many points you can get for the amount of 100M you can get. The goal of the league or the goal of Premier League, uh, Fantasy Premier League, I should say, is to get the maximum amount of points. It is not about having the most favorite players. Just want to remember, highlight that. Always about getting the most points. And if you believe, for whatever reason, you can get points in excess by going without Bruno, certainly try it. That is my experiment this season. And if it goes down well, well, I might just, you know, lose. But if it goes down as a masterstroke, then of course I will be called a genius. It just is what it is. You have to take your chances, take your bets. Um, you know, it is what it is. All right. So Bruno, 12.1, three goals, um, all enough for 20 points as Mo Salah did last year with 20. And now this time it is Bruno Fernandez's turn. Um, Pogba had four assists. Just want to quickly highlight that. His price has also gone up to 7.6 as a result. Um, he also looks certain to go up another 0.1 the next weekend based on how um, the rate at which people are buying him. Their next two opponents, Southampton and Wolves. Uh, so both away games, the home game with Leeds um, has happened, but the away game at Southampton, Southampton certainly don't look anything serious. But again, just quickly to mention. On the lead side, Rafinha looked out of it. He had a clear-cut chance to bury a, a goal early for those who, you know, went with him. And he completely wasted it. 6.5, uh, didn't do much in that game. Uh, had one point after getting a yellow card as well. Do want to mention, I did see Furpo show up. Um, he came on as a substitute. Quickly mentioned him in the last podcast, 5.0. Seemed like they're easing him in. Um, he just joined from Barcelona. Seemed to be a live wherever player. They played Dallas instead at left back. Um, but I can see Dallas moving on up into the center of the midfield. And Firpo will step up in that left back position to bomb down the field. Um, quick thing to also mention, Greenwood started as a striker. Of course, not expected to continue for a long time. Cavani making his um, fitness run. I don't think he will make the next game. But... He certainly can make it uh, a push for us. Martial, obviously with a bald head, seems interested in playing football now. And we also saw a quick cameo from Sancho. So Sancho at 9.5 is somebody I'm watching if I want to go into Manchester United. I'm certainly going for differentials in that United team. I have Luke Shaw. Um, he's on corners. Quick thing to mention, Luke Shaw is on corners. Um, obviously crossing at a dangerous rate. Once Cavani comes back in, that is going to be a challenge. 
Also, once Cavani comes in, if you see Rashford, that's something to also keep in mind. That Rashford and Cavani combo is actually quite impressive when you look at the stats. Um, Ailing one to go. Just quick thing to just point out. Ailing with a one to go, um, four point five. Eh, I would probably go for. Eh, well, you know what? Furling, uh, yeah, yeah, Ailing, Ailing, four point five. Yeah, I can see it. Um, just keep in mind, he doesn't score regularly. In fact, uh, he did not score at all all of last season. So he has already bettered his last season tally. On to the next game of the game week. Burnley one, Brighton two. A goal from Tarkowski, um, Neil Mopay on the Brighton, Brighton side, and McAllister. Quick thing I also want to quickly highlight. Um, referees are letting the game go a little bit more. Um, you can see a lot of tackles are coming in and are being allowed to stand. I will quickly mention this because I remember the Tarkowski goal. Um, I believe Neil Mopay felt he was fouled and in previous seasons would have in fact been called a foul. But referees are letting the games go a little bit more, allowing a little more contact. And I love to see it. I think they've learned a thing or two from the Euro tournament. And I think that is an ideal way for refereeing to continue. I'm looking forward to it. And I hope that we have that throughout the season and there's no adjustment to the refereeing style. But we never know. It could also continue throughout the season or change. Uh, on the Brighton side, Pascal Gross was in defense, even though he's considered a midfielder. There's just something weird that I observed there. Uh, 6.0, I wouldn't buy him certainly. And even though Neil Mopé scored at 6.5, Ivan Tony is a much better option, in my opinion. On the Burnley side, Westwood uh, took the corner, which led to the um, Tarkovsky goal. But again, Westwood at 5.5 is the option. You're essentially comparing him to Sergi Carnos at this time. He did have two bonus points for seven uh, points. So that elevated his um, assist from giving him a five-pointer to a seven. Just those two bonus points. All right, on to the next game of the game week. Chelsea three, Crystal Palace nil. Now Crystal Palace will take some time to, you know, adapt to uh, Patrick Vieira, who's the new coach. I also want to mention that Chelsea are just probably the best defensive looking team currently. We now have the additional benefit of Marcos Alonso being a starter again. This guy took a free kick and scored, had a bunch of crosses in the game. And if he's taking set pieces, that could be highly dangerous with Lukaku coming into the mix. Lukaku at 11.5, likely to start at Arsenal. With Alonso on the wings taking in crosses, that could be a huge, huge problem. Um, so consider Marcos Alonso. His price has increased from 5.5 to 5.6. And I suspect if he has another um, attacking return at Arsenal, which is very likely, his price could easily be 5.7 by the next recording of another podcast. So, Look out for Marcos Alonso uh, playing on that left wing and benching Ben Chilwell. 5.5 is an excellent price for an attacking defender in Thomas Tuchel's defense. I will take that. Now, on the flip side, Chalabar, 5.0, a cheap entry into that Chelsea defense. You could see when he scored from that long range shot, he was very, very emotional. It's been a long, long um, slug for him before getting into the first team. And based on his current performances, if he were to maintain that performance in game week one going forward, that 5.0 could become a mockery entering into Chelsea's defense. 5.0 for any Chelsea defender at this current time would be a joke. And if he can add in a goal or two here and there, as he did against Crystal Palace, that 5.0 price would be a mockery in my view. All right. Now, the last goal, of course, went to Captain America, Christian Pulisic. He is not going to be available in the next game at 8.0. He's not going to be available. I believe he had uh, he passed positive for COVID. And so Christian Pulisic 
will not be available for the Arsenal game, priced at 8.0. Now again, quick thing to mention, the next two games, Arsenal and Liverpool. Arsenal away, Liverpool away. So certainly something to think about if you're trying to purchase Chelsea players. If you're trying, for example, to buy Lukaku at 11.5, I, I know for sure the Arsenal game looks juicy for points. And I suspect it could easily be a coming up party for Romelu Lukaku at the Emirates. But again, that Liverpool game is the one that I'm worried about. So for that reason, I will hold off buying Lukaku until after the international break. Um, their run then becomes Tottenham and Manchester City, certainly. But then Southampton, um, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle. So at that point, it would be very exciting to get in Chelsea players. But for now, I'm holding off. Everton 3, Southampton 1. If you watch the Everton game, you could see that their complete strategy whipped the ball in to Dominic Carvert-Lewin. That is the strategy. That is the tactic. That is all they are doing. Crosses from the left with Dean, from the right Townsend, and sometimes Damari Gray. That was it. I believe it was only record 17 crosses in the Everton game. So you already know that Dominic Carvert-Lewin is going to feast this season. But the other side to quickly mention is Richarlison, could also feast. He is part of the crossing and also occasionally in the box. So Richarlison, even though the crosses are intended for Dominic Carvert-Lewin, Richarlison could be a benefit on both sides. He crossed for Carvert-Lewin to score and then of course got his own goal as well. So that was enough for three bonus points for Richarlison, the goal and an assist. At 7.6, he is cheaper than Dominic Carvert-Lewin and if he's going to be partaking on both sides, that is something to think about. So, Richarlison at 7.6. However, you can see that the strategy entirely depends on Dominic Carvert-Lewin being available at 8.0. I think he had five shots in the game or five, you know, five shots, including headers and what have you. So he had five opportunities to score. And so Carvert-Lewin has a huge opportunity to feast all season long. Adam Armstrong is the replacement for Danny Ings on the Southampton side. He scored in his um, opener of the season with Everton. Um, I certainly will consider him at 6.0 if he can replicate that form going forward. The next game, Manchester United, of course, and then Newcastle. I will use that Newcastle game as the metric to figure out if he's a worthy replacement. But I'm currently thinking Shea Adams might be the answer. But again, again, I don't really want to touch Southampton. I think they are not ready at this time. They've lost way too many players. Bestergaard, Ryan Bertrand, and Danny Ings. For me to consider them a strong Premier League team um, to invest players in. So... For that reason, I will hold off anything, including Southampton. Next game, Leicester 1, Wolves 0. Jamie Vardy scoring once again. Um, he is now trying to go, uh, I think he's trying to catch Teddy Sheringham, I believe, for most goals above 30. He's, I believe he scored about 74 goals now above 30. So um, Jamie Vardy certainly still scoring. He had 15 last season with 14 assists. He's already off the mark this season scoring at Wolves. Uh, he did get a yellow card, no bonus points. So he had only five, but at 10.5, that is still a decent value considering he is still as agile, still as problematic to defenders as he has always been. So 10.5, Jimmy Vardy, something to consider. Um, Pereira with an assist and a wonderful piece of skill and trickery to even do that as well. The cross of Vardy was really, really good to see. And he got obviously all three bonus points because he got an assist, clean sheets, and that was enough to take all three bonus points. Schmeichel with two. And then of course, Thomas completely out. Now, Thomas at 4.5, seems to be the left-back replacement until Bertrand comes back. I believe, if I'm correct, that Brian Bertrand also tested for positive for COVID and so he couldn't play. And so that's why Luke Thomas played at 4.5. Wouldn't expect him to continue to hold down his place against Ryan Bertrand, 
But I mean, stranger things have happened. If you continue to play well, the coach might just hold on. So we'll watch out for that Thomas, Luke Thomas position. 4.5 playing in Leicester's back four. Um, last thing I want to mention on this Leicester team, um, Amati at 4.0 started, but we already saw that Vestergaard is coming into play as well. And once Johnny Evans comes back from injury, I suspect that Amate will lose his, his place. He had some lapses throughout the game. And so that 4.0, even though it's a good price, I would be wary uh, of him in your team. Uh, on the Wolf side, didn't really see much from their new coach. But again, uh, Adama Traore was there. Um, uh, Jimenez was also there. Good to see him back playing um, after, obviously, the fracture to his skull. Um, really nice story there. Because every time I talk about Wolf, I'm just going to remember that. Next team of the game week, what for three? Aston Villa 2. Dennis, the Nigerian nightmare, scoring and assisting. I believe he even had an opportunity to even score some more goals. Um, but currently listed at 5.0. If he continues with that, that price will be an absolute joke. 5.0 for a starting striker who is scoring would end up being an absolute joke. And I would even happily downgrade Tony to him. But at 5.0, that just, it's just for now, we're just going to watch it. He's on my watch list. Um, he's got Ismail Assar, who is the primary danger man for Watford. Um, I, I'm curious to see how this all pans out. Ismail Assar at 6.0, just a monster um, on that uh, Watford right side. Keep in mind, he tortured, tortured Matt Target all game long. And it just he just couldn't keep up with him. Um, yeah, so quite frankly, if you think about it, um, Watford, just because of Ismail Assar alone, any left back playing against him, I'm worried immediately quick thing to mention Cucho came in um as a substitute and scored a brilliant strike against Emmy Martinez I don't think any goalkeeper saves that at all uh, not his fault on the Aston Villa side Danny Ings scored the penalty and I remember correctly um El Ghazi was not on the field so Danny Ings scored um, the penalty at the last minute I was a little concerned considering he didn't do anything all game but the thing I do want to mention their next two fixtures Newcastle and Brentford so I will hold on Danny Ings at 8.0 considering that for now on to the next game of the game week. Norwich nil, Liverpool three. Of course, Mohamed Salah came through after he saw what Bruno did. Salah had to do the need for a goal and two assists. I mean, what else is there to say? 12.5. This man is just on it. I again fully expect another 20 goal season from this man. Um, and even now with two assists already starting off the season. Man, oh man, it's looking juicy for Liverpool. I can't even deny it. Uh, quick thing to mention, Simicas. 4.0 looked an excellent purchase um, for those who had him. Um, keep in mind, obviously, Robertson is expected to be back after the international break. But Robertson has now stepped up his training a little further. He's already ahead of schedule in his injury. So we could see him before the international break. And that would make Simicast owners a little regretful. Uh, 4.1 now because his price has gone up. Simicast could be valuable, but we will wait and see what happens. I suspect personally that Jurgen Klopp will be more pre uh, take more precaution with Robertson coming back and play Simicast one more time. Of course, the international break is in two games, so you might as well hold on to your best players, especially if you can dismantle teams without Robertson in the way Liverpool did to um, Liverpool did to Norwich. Quick thing to also mention, Jota scored at 7.5, came off in the 60th minute. <laughs> so you took all your clean sheet points in addition to obviously scoring. And so he got eight points. Um, I hope I can get Jota playing more minutes than that. But certainly if he wants to score in the next 40 minutes at the beginning of the game, it doesn't matter really whether he starts or not. As long as he's scoring, we will take the fantasy points. 7.5, 
Diogo Jota. On the Sunday, we had Newcastle 2, West Ham 4. The most exciting game in my mind. Now again, keep in mind, obviously, the United game was fun for United fans. But from a neutral perspective, it was nice to see Newcastle and West Ham trading blows. Um, Callum Wilson scoring at 7.5. Really, really good to see. Um, and of course, he's also going to be on penalties. So 7.5 for Newcastle's Callum Wilson. Six points. We also had Murphy scoring on the Newcastle side. 5.0 for a midfielder, even though he's technically playing in defense. Uh, 5.0 if he wants to score. That is something to look at. Obviously, Richie is a defender. 5.0. And he's assisting naturally. He's a really, really good player. Really good um, whipping, uh, whipping in crosses. Really good at that. So certainly at 5.0, um, Matt Ritchie is someone to consider. Now, I wouldn't touch Newcastle players personally because Newcastle can be up and down. But certainly feel free anywhere you want to go. On the West Ham side, Cresswell with a wonder goal. Oh, well, not really a wonder goal. A, a good goal. A decent goal. People tried to steal it off the line. But Cresswell did score. I believe it was Suchek who tried to steal it off the line. 5.5, Aaron Cresswell. That is why you have him ahead of Sufal, in my opinion, because moments like that can randomly happen. I think Sufal had a good game, but this is why Cresswell is 0.5 more than Sufal at 5.0. Sufal just keeps crossing and crossing and crossing. But Cresswell has the opportunity for a random goal here and there. And of course, his assist potential is massive. He had 11 assists last season, and he looks every bit interested in continuing that this season. Antonio took a penalty, missed it, but then later scored. So that's something to think about. He's currently priced at 7.6. If he wants to start taking penalties as well, I do not mind the misses if he's going to turn around and score later on. He had a goal and two assists, enough for 13 points. And now he just needs to start doing training on those penalties, I think, in my mind. Ben Rama, someone else to also notice, 6.1, a goal and an assist as well for West Ham. I might take a punt on him. 6.1 is a decent price for someone who is playing the Lingard role at West Ham. So Ben Rama looks like it, looks interested. Take a punt if you're interested. I think a lot of people now are looking at him. He's at 10% ownership. So still not too late. And not in all teams yet. Saeed Ben Rama, 6.1. And then of course, Suchek. Suchek at 6.0. Also another interesting one. I would go Ben Rama instead. Equally, um, a goal threat, of course, as we saw, he rebounded the penalty. He nearly stole the goal from Aaron Cresswell. So certainly interested in scoring. But at 6.0, uh, I might be more interested in Ben Rama, who's actively trying to score as well and also has assist potential. So you have options at West Ham across Cresswell, Antonio, Ben Rama, and Suchek. An interesting team that West Ham has got now. And finally, Spurs won Manchester City nil. Hyung um, Min Son at 10M scored against Manchester City again. This man just keeps on scoring against Manchester City. It's a huge challenge for City when they play this guy. And I cannot understand any player who has not been as dominant against City in terms of scoring. Um, it reminds me of Suarez against Norwich. Um, again, not equating Norwich to City at all. I'm just saying a player who has a penchant for scoring against a certain team. Um, so, Jungmin Son scored again at City. No real surprises there. The surprise, of course, was that Tottenham ended up winning the game. Um, I think City, at the beginning, would have looked like they were going to walk through Spurs. But Spurs held on. And, of course, Min Son scoring the goal. Harry Kane, nowhere in sight in the whole stadium. And so we won. We, you know, look forward to the Harry Kane saga being resolved and seeing where he ends up. Is he going to move to City? Is he going to stay at Spurs? It's going to be an interesting one for us to keep wondering as we go towards the end of the transfer window. 
on the Man City side, we saw Grealish playing for City in the Premier League for the first time. Um, I personally thought there was a clash between him and Sterling in terms of space and their positioning, which led to obviously Sterling being taken off around the 69th minute. But I will chalk it down to Sterling playing a lot of the Euros and of course Spurs being resolutely defensive throughout the game and obviously playing on the counter. So I do not want to um, make any assumptions as to Sterling's place in Manchester City this season. Of course, it's a different game against Spurs. But with them playing Norwich next and Arsenal at home, I think it might be a good time to consider your Manchester City assets. You've got Mares, you've got Grealish, you've got Sterling. Kevin De Bruyne coming back from injury, I certainly think. And also, um, quickly, last thing I want to mention, Gondowan is looking like he's going to be available for that game against Norwich. And they just got trounced by Liverpool 3-0 at home. Now City's at home hoping to revenge on that previous um, loss to Spurs. I fully think you want to get a City asset. It doesn't matter who. I think there's going to be so many goals. It won't really matter who you have. Every single one of them is going to feast, in my opinion, because they have to um, right the ship against Norwich and start off at home in a much, much better fashion. So to me, it looks like two Ws, Norwich and Arsenal in the next two to end August. So that's the last thing I'm going to mention. I wish you all the best in game week two. Um, certainly looking forward to who you will captain in game week two. I suspect the regular uh, options are going to be available. It's going to be Salah, Bruno, because they have favorable fixtures, and maybe a punt for some people in Manchester City. We're looking at the Sterlings. We're looking at the Mahrez's of the world. Some people will take a punt. I got an interesting captaincy choice last uh, game week one in Kyle Walker, who luckily didn't play, so Vice came into the equation. But again, this is a new game week, and some people might try interesting things. I'm also guessing Lukaku will come into the mix as well, considering we saw an abysmal Arsenal at Brentford. I wonder what they will be like against the champions of Europe. I'll see you next game week. Goodbye. Thank you.